Thank you for tuning into the Pictures of Lily podcast. I'm your host, Lily Moayeri. I've been a music journalist since 1992, and I interview a lot of music-related people. This podcast is about my experience behind the story, my experience doing the interviews, just to give you a snapshot of what it's like on the other side of the digital recorder. Pictures of Lily. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the Pictures of Lily podcast. This is episode number 21. As always, thanks to those of you who have subscribed or followed us on any of the podcast platforms. You can find us on every platform by going to picturesoflily.com. That's pictures-of-lily.com. From there, you can connect to us on all podcast platforms as well as on SoundCloud, YouTube, Pandora, And we just got on Amazon Music Podcast this past week. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about Erasure, whom I interviewed for Spin, and who have a new album, The Neon. Here are a few snapshots of my experience interviewing Erasure. Erasure have been a standard in my life since the 80s. For those of you who may not know, Erasure is a duo made up of Andy Bell, who takes care of the lyrics, melody, and vocals, and Vince Clark, who takes care of the music. Vince is one of the original members of Depeche Mode. He left that group and went on to form Yaz or Yazoo, depending on if you're in the US or the UK, with Alison Moyet. Andy was already a huge fan of Vince's. They got together as Erasure when Andy answered an ad for a vocalist that Vince had put in the defunct music magazine Melody Maker. This is a place so many of the bands of my teenage years got together, through the ads at the Melody Maker. Andy was in total awe and very nervous when he was auditioning for Vince, but obviously he smashed it in the end. If you change your mind, I'm the first in line. Honey, I'm still free. The Neon is Erasure's 18th album, and it's my second time interviewing them. The last time was about 25 years ago. That was after they did an awesome EP of ABBA covers, and one of the songs they covered, Take a Chance on Me, featured my friend Karen, professionally known at the time as MC Kinky. She was doing some badass chanting on it. For the Neon, I interviewed Andy and Vince separately while I was on vacation, so it was kind of an out-of-context experience for me. They were early morning interviews. I was doing them on the patio of our hotel room with lots of trucks going by and people having early morning coffee all around. It was very unusual, but it was great. Andy was really forthcoming and really passionate about everything we were talking about, and we talked about a lot of different things. We talked about all the progress the LGBTQIA community has made, similarities between the current pandemic and the AIDS crisis. Andy himself has been living with AIDS since 1998. His various homes in London, Miami, Atlanta, which is also where they partially recorded the album. One of the things Andy pointed out to me was that the pandemic has kind of leveled the playing field for artists that occupy different positions on the hierarchy of getting on things like TV shows. 
This is because they're all just doing it remotely anyway. I pointed out to him that with a band at their level of establishment and their loyal fan base, they were going to have ears on their music no matter what, and that they could probably do a digital concert and stream it and sell a solid number of tickets like Nick Cave has, Leanne Le Havas, Laura Marling, all of these people. Andy didn't think much of that idea. This is what he told me. I can't imagine playing to a non-existent audience. They might be there at the other end watching us, but that to me seems too not real. And this was Vince's response to that. There are no plans to do anything like that. We're in different countries. Our backing singers and crew are all over the world. We've recorded a couple of things, but they're not concerts by any means. A whole concert like that, that would be quite boring. One artist going through an hour and a half of songs on a TV screen, I don't think that would be interesting for the fans. Personally, I still think they would do well with a digital concert, but I can understand that they would feel weird doing it, especially with the over-the-top shows they put on. This is what Andy had to say about that. In the beginning, I was all guns blazing. I wanted to be as out as out could be, especially when we were on stage. There was no question about my sexuality whatsoever. After a while, when you start thinking, what's the big deal? There are so many people younger than you giving great energy. You just want to come into your own character and just be, I don't use this word often, sophisticated. You want to become like a statesperson within your performance. Erasure have had a massive amount of success and just thinking about any of their songs and I can instantly sing the whole thing. That's a big feat. But from what Andy was telling me, he's reached a good place in his creative life. This is what he said. Being an artist and growing up and having confidence in yourself, it doesn't matter if you get played. It doesn't matter if you're not embraced by the music industry. It's always the latest sensation. That's just how it is. For a while, I was quite envious and jealous of that. One of my worst traits was jealousy, and I hate that. That feeling is so embarrassing, and it's so apparent on your face. You can't hide it, but then you just grow up. One of the most fun things I got to ask, which was directed at Vince, was about how he felt about being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which is happening for him this year as part of Depeche Mode. I had a feeling the induction didn't mean much to him, and he confirmed that it didn't. This is what he said. Not really. I'm glad for the Depeche Mode boys. They really deserve it and worked really hard to get there. I don't like the name. I don't think Erasure is a rock and roll band. If there was a pop hall of fame, I would be very happy to be in there. And that's my snapshot of my experience interviewing Andy Bell and Vince Clark of Erasure, my second time in 25 years. You can find the full feature online at spin.com and it is also linked at picturesoflily.com. Looking for you.
the next episode, I'm going to talk about my experience interviewing Jimmy Goodwin of Doves, one of my absolute top bands, about their return after an 11-year absence. That was also for Spin. From myself and my co-producer, director, editor, Lauren Schroeder, thanks for listening. And once again, if you haven't had a chance to subscribe or follow the podcast on any of the podcast platforms, please do so and please rate and review. You can connect to us on picturesoflily.com and from there you can choose your preferred podcast platform or SoundCloud or YouTube or Pandora or Amazon. You can also find the playlist for the podcast episodes on Spotify and YouTube. This is what it sounds like when the doves cry. Once again, thanks for listening. Pictures of Lily.